You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, Woofcast number 614, recorded January 24th, 2017. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Everybody's TV in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. We are here talking about Mini Coopers for you, like we like to do this week. Uh, um, a little bit of a departure from last week's crew. We've got the got the kind of an OG crew tonight. Our good friend Todd Pearson from MotoringStripes.com is with us as always. Todd, say hi. I am here. Hello. And uh, the good doctor, the good reverend, Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tuned, DetroitTuned.com is here as well. Chad. Hello, just trying to keep everybody safe out there. Nice, nice. Sadly, no uh, Alex tonight. He uh, got kidnapped by aliens, and um, no, no Gabe tonight either because I, I don't know. I don't think he can find a sitter. We're saying that Alex is in hiding because he just doesn't want to get deported. <laughs> <laughs> Alex has got three strikes. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's got. Alex, he's got, because you know Alex is French. He's afraid he's going to be uh, taxed thirty five percent. He's got French. He's got religion against him, and he's gay. Yeah. So he's those, about to be deported. Those three things for Alex are are bad. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Alex, we. I love was like, you. Alex is gay. He's not gay. <laughs> or better yet, Alex is French. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the funny one is. Oh, oh heavens! This is going to be a fun night. Uh, because we've got some interesting things to talk about. We've got some event news, which is pretty exciting. Chad's going to tell us all about the grand opening party at Detroit Tuned. Uh, we've got some Anviv news. You guys might have already seen that, but in case you're living under a rock, we've got some Anviv news. Um, we've got some interesting stories from the Internet. Um, we have some interesting stuff from Motoring File. We have interesting stuff in general. It's going to be a great show. You guys should buckle in and, you know, sit down and get yourself comfortable. And, and I got this, I think, since the last time we were on, I got to see the Countryman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we've got yep. Countryman sightings, which I haven't had a chance to see, but everybody else has seen it, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, too. So that sounds pretty rad. Plus, um, I want to talk a little bit about maybe the touchscreen if we have time. But actually, we'll wait for Brian, because Brian's actually played with it. Yeah, yeah, we'll wait for Brian, because I didn't get a chance to play with it on the car that, that had it. There were so many... Um, oh, my gosh, there were so many people around this. Yeah. I didn't get a big chance for that. But I have another thing to share, which is big when we start talking about that. So It's big. Remind it's me. huge. Huge, 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 35% huge. <laughs> Yikes. It's the week in numbers. Last week was 19. This week is 35. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to get to all that here in just a minute. Before we do, let's remind you about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof, our friends over at OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com, our good man, Aaron, taking care of you guys like he always an OG sponsor of White Roof Radio and Motoring File, right? You guys know this. He's been one of our sponsors practically since the get-go if you sign up for the email newsletter you get to you get a coupon code that'll save you five percent on your order if you spend more than 195 dollars you're gonna get free ground shipping on almost anything um, thousands of new parts every month awesome plus he's got some killer deals going on right now uh, are you a grits grits grots always hard to pronounce whichever Rios. Well, whichever. Uh, if you're a Griot's Garage person, he's got some closeouts going on on some spray on wax window cleaner, uh, wheel cleaner, stuff like that. 20% off while supplies last. You should go over there and check that out. Um, very cool stuff. F-Series cold air intake. Very cool. Chrome brake ducts. Very cool. Countryman and pacement carpet floor mats. <sighs> so much goodness. And they're pra- he's practically giving those floor mats away. Just like the dealers are practically giving away Paceman. Aaron's practically giving away pacement, pacement carpeted floor mats you should go over to outmotoring.com and check it out don't forget too is if you one that has that crazy idea you want to black out your taillights go over to outmotoring and get the black led taillight kit don't put tint on your rear taillights you dumb i can't say the rest of it <laughs> oh. only because he's editing yeah. they only do that in southern california don't they, they do it in arizona too oh it's my the gosh. dumbest mod i've ever seen in my entire life drive along it's like oh that guy's brake lights are awfully dim. Oh, wait a minute. He tinted his rear taillights. You can actually get a ticket for that, yeah, too, because there's a there's DOT regulations on you have to be able to see yeah. lights on the back of the car for a certain distance. I think those guys need to be sent to Tent City, man. 
And it's subjective for, for a police officer, but if, you know, somebody gets kind of PO'd at you, a cop Man. gets PO'd, they're going to go, listen, I can't see this from this distance. That's Here's right. your ticket. That's right. They need pink They need pink jumpers and a couple nights at Ten City, man. You were a little bit loud, so I'm going to pull you over and just give you every ticket that I know I can. <laughs> yeah, don't be dumbass. <laughs> anyway, all that plus a whole lot more over at OutMotoring, OutMotoring.com. Like I already mentioned, don't forget, sign up for the email newsletter. That'll get you that coupon code, save you 5% on anything that you order. Super duper awesome. Again, that's our, from our friends over at OutMotoring, OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and, well, let's just do chrome brake ducts. That's uh, OutMotoring.com. Play some of that news music right about now. Because I like the news music. And this is where we start talking about news. I think we should start. Let's start with some entertainment. Let's start first, Chad. How was yes. the open house at Detroit Tuned? Oh, the open house was actually a, uh, a success. Um, you know, like uh, everything, uh, we never have enough time to plan every little bit that we want to, but still like the last minutes, you know, we're, we're figuring out the last little bits of awesome details. Right. So uh, we had figured out finger foods. We had had a keg of beer on the way. Nice. Um, we, we last second thought, I was like, oh man, we had these awesome cupcakes uh, at the Minis Takes Estates party. We need to get some more of those. So with a, like a three day notice, one of our customers were like, hey, can we get 60 cupcakes? And they're like, Duh! So she made these <laughs> awesome cupcakes with our logo on it and this nice. blue and white theme, and they were just delicious. We're still eating the little bit of leftovers right now. Nice. So um, we had that. I mean, overall, I would say we had groups of fifteen or so all day long throughout the shop from like eleven a.m. until five, just kind of awesome. people coming and going, vendors and suppliers and friends and family and th- people that just hadn't seen the place yet. And uh, so that was really good. We got a lot of uh, a lot of vendors came by and saw the place. We were really uh, really excited about what we were doing there. So, and then we uh, we had the the Christmas party you know, planned for the mini club, and they all started rolling in, and everybody just kind of ate and drank and socialized. And I I must have gave the tour you know fifty a hundred times. It was uh, a lot of walking that day. <laughs> by the time Sunday morning came around, my lower back was killing me, but uh, it was all worth it. Everybody awesome. got to see quite a bit of neat things. We decorated the whole inside That's with right. Christmas lights, and we had tables. And we, the only thing we had to do was rent some chairs. We didn't have enough chairs floating around. So uh, overall, um, spent money in the right places and had a good time with all of our customers and friends. And uh, three of our customers who were homebrewers brought all their homebrew, and that oh. was very tasty, too. So and we had a lot of variety going on. Very, very yeah, it, cool. It, can't wait to get back to Detroit and see that. And, and my guess is that it'll never be for the Detroit Auto Show again. Because, <laughs> probably not. As we know, Mini will probably never be there again um, after the last couple of years. And unless they've got, unless Mini introduces something that comes out late December and it's the perfect time to introduce it. Electric I scooter. Seriously, uh, yeah, I seriously doubt it. And I think after this year, Detroit and most auto shows are losing their their cachet for for car companies and it's it's for detroit in general Uh, i mean you know as a uh as a man who lives in the area uh, there were a lot of people that were in town and you could kind of go anywhere you know my local starbucks and you could hear people talking about things and and some people were just talking because they can you know it's the general stuff the things you read on facebook and whatever and then every now and then you would get bits of conversations it's like oh that guy kind of knows something he must work for one of these things because his conversation is completely geared differently and you know obviously the uh, the auto show here at uh, detroit has a 20 year contract so wow. at at some point they're like well, we don't really have to do anything this year because we've got a contract and you have to use our union labor and you have to use this and you have to do that. And we've got you kind of cornered for the next 20 years. So until that like 19 years come come around, like <laughs> nobody really cares. You know, it's just kind of there like, well, we got this. You know, if you break the contract, well, we get the money anyways. You know, and, and I'll so. Yeah, it's you like know, I'm wondering if, you know, all these manufacturers are like, you know what, we don't really need to go spend that money because, yeah, the auto show's there, but like they're not really treating us well and they're not doing, you know, I wonder if it's Cobo Hall that kind of F themselves 
and no. now everyone's like, you know what? We just we don't need to go. Thanks. Have a good time. No, I think it's like everything else in this world right now. And this is a theme we've had for a lot on the show is technology is what's killed the auto shows um, is that the Internet and the, the ability to get information out very quickly to a ton of people. And that's really what the Detroit Auto Show and things like that and conventions yeah. have been for the longest time. And all conventions are dying, not just the Detroit Auto Show, right. any type of, of company convention. There's just not as much of a need for it anymore. Yeah, except, now, you know what, conventions are still doing really well, oddly enough. CES uh, yeah. is still doing pretty good. CES and, is doing good. And, and, and the uh, porn convention. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah, because I mean, there, you know, there's certain things that you want to see live. Um, you have to try on shoes. You kind of try on pants. You need to sit in a car, and obviously, you need to see your porn stars. So, I mean, there you can't do that always virtually. So, yeah, and you true. can't get VD remotely. You have to actually be in the room. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Good point. That. All right. But I, I think I think the point of, and it's funny because cars. Uh, more than anything in DB, like you said, CES, yeah. you really want to kind of see it, feel it, touch it, smell it, get inside it, sit in it, things like that. And so I, I still think there's a valid point for uh, press events, if you will. But I think yeah. car companies are going to hold more things like they've done for us. And, and Motoring File is invite a small group of people to an event, but they do that five or six times. Essentially, they're, the- they're press junkets. Yeah, they do a press yeah. ticket, and they do that five or six times around the world in different right. places so they can cover as much you know, distance and area as they can and still get the same kind of coverage and spend way less money right. than they would going to a big show like Detroit. Detroit. Or, I mean, many yeah. Could, yeah, many could take that money and spend half that amount of money and put on a few of these around the country or around the world even yeah. and you know, bring in a couple of dozen journalists and even pay for everything and get better better coverage and And get better coverage and still spend less money exactly well you also have to realize that uh you know automakers are realizing that not everybody's in a market to buy a car or in that market to buy that particular brand so if you aren't seeing the sales that you should be for your cars and wanting to get that particular product out there and having people sit in Cause I mean, people ask me if I went to the auto show this year, I was like, no, because I'm not in the market for a car. I don't, you know, they're like, well, well, you need to see what's out there. I was like, yeah, but I read various news sites and I see what's going on. I don't necessarily have to go. And there's nothing that's like, wow, that's really exciting. I need to totally go see that because I'd be just as happy with a 10 year old car that, you know, I have four of than I would be with the new, whatever that's out there. So you know, there, there has to be something really cool. Nothing makes me want to smack people upside the back of the head more Uh-oh. than people. And, and they're getting rarer and rarer. But people who do their car shopping by like consumer reports oh, yeah. is they do, oh, all yeah. the, they do all the research on the Internet and they go, this is definitely the car I want. I'm going to go buy this car. Not even going to drive it. And I just want to go. You're a moron. Yes. Yep. You know? You need to go drive the car, and that's what we're telling you here. And we want you to listen to White Roof Radio and form opinions over, you know, what we because we all get to drive these cars and play with them and touch them and everything more than than most people. And you can, we form opinions, and you listen to us, and you either trust us or you don't. Right. And I respect that, but we're all telling you, here's what you have to do. You need to go drive these cars. Yes. You need to go drive a mini. You need to go drive whatever else you're looking at. An Acura NSX, a new Audi R8. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was kind of it's kind of interesting, you know, while White Roof Radio is predominantly mini, uh, we also talk about a lot of other brands and we are more of a cult, car culture show, Yeah, you know, as we get older here. And, you know, we were talking about the exact same thing with our mini club. A, a majority of our members, while have minis, there's a good handful of them that are still in the club that enjoy doing the things that we do but don't have minis and haven't had minis for a long time because of whatever circumstance. So, you know, we have to realize that while right Roof radio is a mini show, we are so much broader because the things we're talking about affect every single manufacturer. So. And I guarantee we have a lot of listeners. who don't. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on just a little bit. We have some more event news. For those of you who are not paying attention, either not on Facebook or wherever um, we actually finally, Finally, we have dates for a mini vacation in uh, Vegas 
for 2017. So last year was Southwest Minifest. That's the uh, Arizona version of uh, Ambiv. This year, it's back to Vegas. Ambiv 2017 happening this coming May 18 through the 21st. There's no other information at this moment in time, but the minute any information is available, you guys will know about it. Yes. And Todd's, and already, this, and Todd's already booked his flight. Is it, I have. Is this Ambiv 13? What number is Well, this? it's hard to tell because the last... 45. No, it would be Ambiv 13. I think it's going to be 13. 10. And we've done every other year 12. for a couple of years, but then we had one last year and we're having one this no, year. No, last so. year was Southwest Mini Fest. Before that was Ambiv and then the Ambiv was ten, that was Ambiv did, ten. The last one at um, who's he was? This is blowing my this is blowing my mind. At Silverton, we didn't do that this the past year. This no, wasn't no, this past no. Year. That was last year was Southwest Mini Fest. So oh, that was my mind blown. 2015, 2015 was Ambiv, and I don't remember if that was Ambiv ten or Ambiv eleven. Um, that was Ambiv twenty fifteen, and then before that, twenty fourteen was Southwest Mini Fest, and then twenty thirteen was Ambiv. So there you go. It's going to be in uh, May 18th through the 21st. May 18th through 21st happening in beautiful Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, America's Playground. Yeah. So yeah. Why, listen I'm, to us I'm for hoping, details. Look at Facebook. I'm hoping for the Silverton again. Is that weird? I, like I thought yes. the Silverton was a great venue for Ambit. I am, but I'm open to anything in Vegas. I, yeah. I, I, I yeah, love yeah, the but, city. But, but I, I enjoyed the Silverton. I thought it was a perfect venue for us. It was really so good. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping we go back. Anyway, mark your calendars, request the time off, do the things you have to do, May 18th through 21st. Boom. Um, that's all I have for events. We can move on now. We can move on and we can talk about. Let's talk about the countryman because I saw that and it's fresh in my mind. Let's talk about the countryman because Todd saw that and it's fresh in his mind. Yeah, we had, and this has been going on around dealers. Like they they take a countryman to the dealer and they have an event, and it's funny because they all have the exact same displays. They they you know put out this big um, carpet wool blanket carpet thing and you know there's fires and it's a very outdoorsy type theme if you will they really want this car to be perceived as the rugged outdoor all-wheel drive kind of um sport activity vehicle which is the term that bmw uses right so anyway i go to the event uh it's been about a little more than a week ago now and I have to say, I I loved this car. This is this is the mini, the the one mini I've seen of of modern minis. Yeah. That there's only two other times when I loved the cars when I saw them. It was one. It was the the original mini, yep. the R15 R53. I, I liked everything about the car and immediately wanted to buy one. The next car that that happened with, and I include the GP in that. Okay. So the next car that ever happened with was the Roadster. And and we drove the Roadster on Mini Takes the States. What was that, 2012? Yep. I fell in love with that car, and I'm like, I love this car. I love this car. Now I own one. And this is the next car that Mini has come out with that I went, I think I like everything about this. Wow. Um, there's very little I can pick apart for this car. And little nitpicky things, like in person, you see it like, uh, and a lot of people suggested this. The roof rails are enormous. Okay. They don't really need to be that big. They kind of stick out. And everybody's like, can you get it without those roof rails? <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only way it comes. So that's a little, but it didn't bother me that much. Um, not much else. I mean, getting in and out of the back seat of this car was comfortable. And there was, like, I'm sitting in the back seat. And the front seat is is put back most of the way. Okay. And I still had two or three inches between my knee and the back seat wow. the, of, of the front, the back of the front seat. Wow, that's impressive. It was, and, you know, I'm not a little guy, uh, and it was comfortable. How it did, was. How did it you know, look in person? How did the front end specifically look in person, Todd? I actually liked it. The one I got to see had the uh, the outdoor, the rugged pack. I don't know what they're calling it. I, yeah, okay. Sorry. That's all right. Steady up. You know, the big black bumper and, yeah, yeah, and all that. those things. It actually looked pretty good. The car was very square, though. Yes. What I noticed from a design standpoint is it's gotten rid of a lot of we talked about it when we saw the pictures. The roundness is gone to the fenders. Okay. They, they kind of come up and square off now. And everything has gotten kind of squared. And chunky is the word I keep hearing people say over and over again. Mm. The car's just gotten kind of chunky. Okay. But that was the intent of the designers is they want to make this car look rugged, rugged and masculine. Right. Really trying to get away from the rounded 
effeminate look, and I'm using words that many uses. These mm-hmm. are not mine, not judgment words here. And want the you know women's movement to get pissed mm-hmm. off at me. Then they're gonna march all over your shit, dude. <laughs> it's okay if they do, but that's not what I mean here. I know. But I think the car looks more rugged and outdoorsy. The intent, but they really pull it off in person. Okay. Um, the car looks looks decent with 18 inch wheels. It's gonna look great with 19 inch wheels too. Um, nice. the picnic bench in the back that flops out yeah, is brilliant. the design of that is freaking amazing. Nice. Gabe was right. Until you see this thing in action, you don't believe how cool it is. <laughs> it, it really is. Very cool. But the one thing about it, and this is a little plug for myself, is you are definitely if you get that little picnic bench on the back. You're going to need a bumper protection strip because it <laughs> flops right on the painted bumper oh. and it scuffs it up in about three seconds. Oh, see, there you go. So, so I will be coming out for, with that watch almost for that over inst- at motoring, motoringstripes.com very yeah. soon. But anyway, um, yeah, I really like the car. Here's the one thing, and I told you guys this in the, uh, in the comments, and Gabe didn't even notice this when he saw it in LA. The directional signals have gone back to a physical stock. And that means when you push the directional signal to go, it clicks down and it stays down. Oh. Or it clicks up and it stays up. It's no longer electronic. Oh, it's actual. That's awesome. You know, like DB, like, and all of us, Chad, you've got it in your R53. Yep, I prefer it that way. The original R50 and R53 from 2002 to 2007 yep. and the 2008 convertibles all had a physical stock that clicked yeah. down. You clicked down for... and it stayed down until you right. turned or something and you had to lift it back up to turn it off. Not and like, then, not like the the digital one that they introduced with the R56 and all the BMWs, where you just kind of push it down and it stays on, but it returns to the center position, and mm-hmm. then varying senses, senses, varying levels of uh, force turn it back on or off. So they've they've gone to this, and and I'm told pretty pretty confidently that this is going to be part of the LCI, and if not part of the LCI, it's definitely going to trickle down to everything eventually. Nice. I think it's just logistics there. Um, we kind of thought we were going to see it. That's what's been holding the... me back on getting an F56, if I'm honest. That's why I haven't bought an F56 is because of turn signal stock. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> so funny I got used to it because, you know, I, for the longest time I had one foot in each world. Right. You know, I, I had yeah. P and then I drove an R56 for a little while and then an F56. Right. But you still have an R53. And then now I... back to the Roadster. Right. Yeah, I did like the the fact that you could just hit it once and it would just flash three times and you didn't have to do anything. Right. But it still always kind of felt awkward. Yeah. You you never were like did I did I turn it on? Is it on? Yeah, I can oh, see you, it flicking. But you know, the hard part for me, Chad, you is, don't have that physical feel anymore. Is when I go to turn it off and it triggers in the opposite direction. Right. Oh, yeah. I still totally. do that. I still yep. do that like once a week. That is mm. the most difficult thing when you accidentally turn it on. You don't mean to. Right. How do you turn it off? Because you're like, oh, click up. No, that doesn't do it. You got to click down again, and you go. Oh, I'm so confused. I get really <laughs> yeah. confused. Anyway, that'll be nice to bring back the 1972 style of turn signaling. Yeah. Hey, sometimes if it's not broken, you don't fix it. You, you know, know, like you putting know a key next. in the ignition switch. You know, I will say this also. I was told next. by some. Don't chat. This... Don't even start going with the keys. What are we animals? <laughs> a key in the ignition this... switch? Come on. The uh, the the turnstock yeah. was um, one of the top requested items from uh, the consumer surveys you know next can... next time i get a consumer survey you know what i'm gonna ask for yeah. i'm gonna ask for the bright the bright switch uh on my foot for as a foot pedal <laughs> i want the button on the floorboard uh, you know again, what that man. that was a good be like half of our listeners it, it worked well that was the but best the, thing ever. Chad still has a car that has that. Still, still got a car that has that. That's right. But, you know, the uh, the interesting thing is, is a, is a man who does a lot of service for a lot of people, uh, we get a lot of people that are like, hey, this key is doing this or this is that. Or, you know, it's like, well, you got to buy a new key. Well, what do you mean? And it's a $150 key. It's like, yeah. you know what? You need to make the keys a little bit less expensive, regardless of whether you actually put it into something on the stock. I understand why you wouldn't want to, but you have to have the key on you. I mean, regardless of what car, the F cars don't have a place to put it at all. You still have to have a key on you to start the car. That key lives in your pocket. You're going to go through those keys super fast. It's like cell phones. How many cell phones do you go through because it lives in your pocket? It's always getting beat up or banged or lint in it or, you know, accidentally thrown through the wash or whatever. 
and those keys are very expensive. And then they're like, oh, man, I need another key. And I only have one key to my car. Or, you know, it's a resale value thing. It's a, you know, oh, I can't find my other key or it doesn't work anymore. And then there's no way to replace the battery. And, you know, there's there's a lot of issues with the key itself that could be refined very easily if they just did it. You know, eventually we're going to be able to start our cars with our phones. I mean, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, this, this I can control everything in my house but my phone. I mean, lights and furnace and my you know w- alarm system cameras whatever i mean you, you could see it all on your phone i mean that some of that is really good but it works well right? here's the other thing too a little tidbit for people who own f56 your batteries in the keys are replaced under maintenance um every second oil change wow. so you're going to get at least one free set of batteries huh. yep yep in, in your key fobs yeah in the key fobs they change the battery every second oil change because the old cars, the R56, when you put them in the dash, TV like your car. Yeah, it charges in the it charges, it charges in the dash. Yeah. Same it, like the it, R50 and the R53. Exactly, it charges in yeah. the dash. Now that you have the key that doesn't go anywhere, there's no way for it to charge. So the battery, you know, runs down. And right. the, part of the maintenance is every second oil change that you do, um, they actually on, on both keys or just one. Probably I asked him this question at my dealer, and they go, you know what? Bring both keys in, and we'll change them both. Because I said. As well as, are they actually doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they are. I mean, they, they keep okay. them there in stock, and it's part, of the, it's part of the maintenance program. So be sure on your second oil change, and I don't mean the second one that you pay for, because I do interim oil changes myself. It's the second scheduled one on the clock. You know, I'm going to do that um, on my lady friend's BMW. You know, because I'm going to almost... Here, here's a, here's another question for you and your dealer, Todd, is some of these cars are not having maintenance programs anymore. Yeah, the new cars. I have the last year Mini that had a full three-year maintenance, you know, right. maintenance program that that was covered on. So if you have anything beyond 2016, no, they're gonna re- <laughs> they're gonna say you need this done, but you have to pay for it. Right. So it'll be a battery that you have to pay for, which theoretically should hour. be a. It's gonna book out for an hour too, Chad. Watch six <laughs> six dollar battery with a fifteen minute, you know, switch time. Unless you need to have a special BMW key backing release tool, so it's going to be like seventy five dollars. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be seventy five dollars. So, but you know, that's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting concept. That like, well, we give you this key now, but we can't charge it at all because you know, oh, here's here's where the aftermarket comes in with the key charging docking station that you yes. can keep on your desk for you at work. You know, yes. the market technology, my friend, it's the market technology. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and I'm not. I'm not trying to fight it. I'm not. But no, uh, no, no. I, I, you know, the uh, the the R56 style puck keys. You know, you some of those you could replace the battery. I think it was the Comfort Access cars, and some of them you couldn't because so, the Comfort Access cars you didn't have to put it in the ignition, so therefore it didn't charge. This was something that started DB with your generation car. Right. If you had Comfort Access, uh-huh. because. Our, our previous R56 had that, and uh, my lady friend always keep, kept the key in her purse, never got it out, never had to, right. and so we never had an issue. The car from 2010 to, what do I want to say, 2014, in four years, never had to replace the batteries. It was fine, yeah. but you think about it conceptually, um, yeah. that, that battery's never getting charged because it's never getting, it's never getting put in the dash at all, yeah. and so it's yeah. like like the new ones. And I think it's probably a little extreme and precautionary that they're changing the battery every second oil change, yeah. which probably means every two sorry. years. Yeah. You kind of hedge your bets. It's a, it's a watch battery. It's not hard, guys. Yeah, exactly. it's, a, it's a super simple battery, I'm sure. It's going to be an easy uh, easy replacement and that type of thing. But it is kind of interesting, even with like the Gen 2 keys. Some of those had battery cover. Some of them didn't. Why not just make all the keys exactly the same with a replaceable battery, regardless of whether it's charged or not? Yeah. Well, it's a you different, know, it it's a different kind of been, battery. The rechargeable battery is different than the non-rechargeable battery. That's why. Maybe. Lithium-ion versus regular battery, you know, nickel, yeah. whatever they are. And for those of you wondering why we're going on and on about this, I currently am switching between a car that I have to put the key in the dash versus a car that the key lives in my pocket. And honestly, I cannot be bothered to take the key out of my pocket to start my mini anymore. It's so annoying. I know, DB, I'm the same way because our Roadster pull, is like... I have to pull my key out of the pocket to unlock my door, to open the boot, to lock know, my door. in the ass. And it's just, it's, I never thought I'd be that guy. But you know what? Comfort <laughs> access is kind of rad. 
It's genius. <laughs> and and you know what? It's standard on the new country. I know, which is really nice. Anyway, that's why we're going on and on about comfort access. And and I got to tell you this is the the first the first probably 6 months we had the Roadster. Every time I'd go to shut the car off because I'm so used to the F56 now, mm. I'd reach down and I ended up locking the doors. <laughs> Cuz you hit the you hit the center you hit button. Hit the center button, yeah. Where the start stop is on my uh, on my JCW. And it's like, no, they didn't turn the car off. All I did was lock the doors. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's, um, it's funny transferring back and forth. And DB, you're getting experience that. Oh, so. It's it's uh, it's not like annoying. It's not like it throws me off or anything. But every now and again, I catch myself standing next to my mini going, how come I, why is my door not unlocked when I reach in to grab the handle? <laughs> ah, crazy. I know. I know. But anyway, I like that. I think my overall, just the short, the short version of, of it is, I, like I it. really like the new Countryman. I do think it's going to sell well, especially in the Cooper all four uh, uh, guys, because it's really going to be competitive with things like yeah. the, you know uh, I know we're the... saying that now, but I, I need, we need to put a pin in that because if I, I know it's got turbo, oh. it's got more power than the last Cooper Countryman did, but the it last is. Cooper Countryman was a dog. But here's the thing uh, I'm saying, if you're comparing this to, if you're going to buy a Honda CRV or a Mazda CX-5, yeah, okay. Either one of those cars, or the Toyota Rav Four, include that or, one too. Exactly, a Toyota Rav Four, and which are all competitively priced. Right. And you come into the mini dealer, and you're like, "Okay, this is the kind of car I'm looking at." If I were the salesperson, I would say, "Listen, here's what you need: the Cooper All Four. Here's the equipment. You're going to put the tech package on it. You're going to get everything you get on all those other cars, right? Or virtually the exact same price, right? Okay. And then you're going to pay and another three hundred dollars, getting... and you're going to drive around back and have the guys put the Dyna and Tune on it. Exactly. The drivability is going to be very similar. And yeah. for, like I said, for 300 bucks, you put the Dynan uh, tune on it and you can bump the horsepower up and the torque up yeah. and it's going to be a much more I'm, fun car. Yeah, so. I know, but I'm still a little skeptical because I remember the Countryman Cooper and I just remember how just what a poor driving experience that car was, especially yeah. with an automatic transmission. That's true. And I may be completely wrong. The car may be so big and sloppy yeah. with uh, with the you know, 130 horsepower. And the all four, the extra weight. I don't know. It's I'm, I'd, still, I'd rather wait and hold off and let's actually drive it and go, holy crap, and be pleasantly surprised as opposed yeah. to being completely disappointed. <laughs> we're, we're drivers people, though. We want to know the car. The way the car drives is, is most important to us. Yeah. And sadly, um, I'm afraid most of the customers buying cars today are not as impressed by this. No. Now, that being said, once they get in a Mini and drive it, they're like, holy crap, this is fun. I didn't know driving could be so much fun, right. which is why everybody I tell who's looking at cars, it's like, I don't, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Just please, for the love of God, go to the dealer, get in the car and just drive it. Yeah, then yeah. we'll talk. Yeah, just remember, the, just here we're, we're preaching to the choir, though. And yeah, but you know what happens? Everybody goes and they end up buying a mini. Yeah, you can't do that. That's why I tell people. I said, don't trust. Don't don't. I always tell people not to test drive a mini. Don't test Which drive goes, it. And they go, what? What do you mean? Don't test drive it. Go, don't test drive it. And they go, why not? So you're going to buy one. You're going to buy it. Yep. And they go, That's and exactly. then they laugh. And then I know, that like three days later, they can't stop thinking about it. And they go and they buy one. And yep. do, I, do I get any kind of commission for that? Do I get any kind of kickback? Do any <laughs> of us get any kind of kickback or commission for that? Never. Never. Not once. Not once. There should be like some kind of a referral. Maybe they'll buy us some drinks at Amviv or something. You know, that's, you. What, that's what Mini really needs. I think that what's really, that's what they need to do to stop killing the brand, stop ruining the brand, is we need like a <laughs> referral system. You know what? Dealers, I, I, I say this in all honesty too, a lot of dealers do have an official, you just have to ask for it mm. and go, listen, hey, what, it, what do I get if I refer somebody? And a lot of sales managers will give you their business cards and go, here, Put your name on the back of it and give it to your friends. And if they come in, we'll send you a check for 50 bucks or 25 bucks or whatever it is. A little bit of a finder's yep. fee. Yeah. A lot of places will really do that. But you know what? When you love Mini so much, you really don't care. You I just want all really your friends care. to be happy. Yeah. That's all, that's all we want. That's all we want. We just want everybody to be happy. Right. And then we read the Washington Post. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Twitter. <laughs> The fit hits the shan. Yes. <laughs> so 
you guys have heard about this, and I, I tried to get Todd to not talk about it, and he just wasn't having it, so we're going to talk about it. So you guys know we have a new president in here in the United States, uh, uh, President Trump. You know, actually officially president, and he's threatening automakers, all the automakers on the planet across the globe. He is threatening to charge each and every one of them a 35% tariff on any car that is shipped into the United States to be sold in the United States. With, he's going to tax them 35% on any car that comes into the United States that wasn't built here to be sold here. Yes. Does that make and, sense? Well, that means many needs to build a plant. <laughs> yeah. Done. So, so the funny yeah. thing is the, the very first, uh, the very first uh, people to be attacked by, uh, at that time, President-elect Trump were Ford and Chevrolet, of course, um, and Chevy particularly about the, uh, what is it, the, 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 the which Chevy? It's that stupid hatchback that they sell like ten of a year in the United States. The cruise hatch that they build in Mexico—it's the only car that they build in Mexico that gets sold in the United States um, because they only sell like ten of them a year in the United States or something, right? <laughs> the Malibu? No, no, the cruise hatch, which is which is a really cool looking car. Um, but they don't sell here because it's a, a hatchback, and uh, Americans don't like hatchbacks for some reason. Not at least not the cruise hatchback, which I think is kind of a good-looking car. Doesn't sell here; it sells all over the planet. So my mom, she's all, "Oh, yeah, but Chevy." Blah, 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 and I go, "Did you even read about this?" Oh, oh, sorry, I got derailed there. I had a little thing. Moment, I'm done. Todd, please continue. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, the, and this comes from a uh, uh, German newspaper article, did an interview with uh, the current president of the u.s or is it the current president of russia i can't keep them straight Trump. um anyway. <laughs> so they did an interview that was facetious mm-hmm. uh, with trump and he he drops this bomb he says hey uh for every car that comes to the u.s you're gonna pay a 35 percent tax and it was targeted to, to bmw uh mercedes specifically yeah. volkswagen audi and porsche right okay and Basically, uh, BMW came back, and there was a public statement. Peter Schoenbauer. Yes, him. Name wrong every time I try and pronounce it. The uh, head of BMW altogether said, we're going to build a plant in Mexico. We're spending a billion dollars. We're still going to build a plant in Mexico. It's going to make three series, and they're going to be sold in the U.S. So he basically is not backing down. Now, all this being said, this is pretty extreme. This was, this was an off-the-cuff remark from Donald Trump. We all know that those are can be taken with a grain of, of NACL, if you will. Correct. Um, that's salt for the chemistry nerds out there. Uh, <laughs> that it's probably not going to happen because it would ruin the economy of, of many places. It would put tons of people out of business. It would put all of us out of business. Yes. Because mm-hmm. people would go, I'm not going to, like, this This mini that I'm looking at, this $26,000 is all of a sudden $34,000. All of a sudden, this Kia Soul that I've been looking at is, instead of it being $16,000, is now a $30,000 car. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty extreme. So so that's probably not going to happen. High However, end, high it's been threatened. I have to say this. There's a whole bunch of shit that I didn't think was going to happen in the last year that's happened. Right. <laughs> so... I can't rule it out, and neither can automakers. And this has been a big story on everything from Jalopnik to Washington Post right. to um, to everything. Okay, so a lot of people clamped onto this, yeah. and it like, even like caused it or, like it or not, automobile manufacturing is is one of the largest industries on the planet. But here's the here's the yeah. cap. <clears throat> more, more money is made, more people are employed in the automobile industry globally than many other industries combined. And, and here's the saving grace for BMW. Even if this were to happen, and I'm not saying it's going to, mm-hmm. but even if this tariff were to happen, there's going to be a tax credit for companies that export cars right. out of the U.S. So let's say there's a lot of companies like Toyota and Honda. They make cars well, in the and U.S. And even BMW at Spartanburg. But see, here's the thing that I'm going to say right now. is going to blow everybody's mind. BMW is the number one U.S. auto manufacturer who exports. They export more cars, more BMWs. Than any other manufacturer in the U.S. Well, that's because all Sports, the other Chevy, everyone. Really? Yes, it is. And, oh, that's and because you, everybody you... else builds their cars in the country instead of exporting them there. Well, and American cars are really sold here in the U.S. and they're not sold everywhere else. That's not true because, but Ford has plants in England and or, or, or somewhere else in Europe. And so they do, does, but and I'm so saying it's GM, parts... but GM does it as a Seat right. or a Vauxhall. Boxing. Yeah, exactly. They're built. They're built there. They're not shipped out. So the number one exporter of cars built in America 
is BMW. And if wow. you doubt me, just do a quick Google search oh, of the number impressive. one car. There's tons of articles out there, and it has been since 2014. BMW is the number one exporter. And so I think with that, there's some clout to go, listen, we build cars in America, and we send them overseas. So in, in so many words, kiss our ass. Right. You know, that's what BMW is going to say. And let's hope that, that, that Mini is kind of sheltered under that, because Mini is 100%. If you look on the, the Monroney sticker, in fact, I have one sitting right here in front of me. The uh, percentages, it's his major source of foreign parts content, are Germany, the UK. Only 5% of it comes from the US and Canada. Right. Okay. Final assembly point, of course, is uh, Oxford in the UK. Right. So the engine comes from Germany, transmission comes from Germany. And I'm reading that right off the Monroney sticker of my 2016 JCW right now. Correct. So anyway, that's yeah, this, that's point number could, one. That this, if, if there's a 35% tax on any car built outside of the United States, brought in the United States, that would just be a global catastrophe. It really would. It would be a catastrophe F, uh, yeah. if you would. And it would be a, an epidemic of epidemic proportions. Yeah, it would put 18 million people out of work. <laughs> um, it's insane. People yeah. be, it, it would be instantaneous. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it's, it's, it's not going to happen. Right. Here's, the, here's the thing that probably might happen. And that is there's a proposal now um, that's headed to Congress about a border adjustment tax. Right. And what that's going to say is, and I'll use the trend basic example from this, is let's let's consider Walmart. Yeah, as and this wouldn't just be for cars. This would be for any product. This would be for anything, but, yeah. but I'm going to apply it to cars here in a minute. So let's just say Walmart right now buys a shirt from Taiwan. It's made in Taiwan, and they pay $10 for the shirt, and they sell it at Walmart for $13. Right now, they're only taxed on the profit. So they're only taxed on $3 corporate tax. They're not taxed on the original purchase price of the shirt. Just they're, they're, just, they're just taxed on the profit in the U.S. And so what the proposal is, is they want to adjust that and be charged on the full $13. So that's basically four times, almost four times the amount, okay? Uh, or actually more than four times the amount. So more than 400% tax right. increase right. on the product, Okay. That's not a really big deal. Like I said, when you go to, you know, let's say you're going to go buy your, your shirt at, at Walmart or Kohl's or Sears or wherever, and it's made in Taiwan, it's going to be an extra buck, extra buck 50. Yeah. We can, we can absorb, an most an average people buck, can big absorb. Deal. I'm good on an extra dollar. What's not going to fly is when the price of your car increases by 15% because of this. And this is a very real possibility, and this is a very real possibility that impacts us directly who deal with minis every day because the cars are, you know, built in England, completely imported. They could go up as much as 15% retail price. That's huge. There's a lot of people who couldn't afford it. You think minis are expensive now? Wait till they go up 15%, which is, you know, maybe five grand. It's, it's insane to think about. Here's the second thing when you're like, okay, well, that's bad for people buying new cars. What about parts? Parts yeah. are going to get more expensive. They're going to go up by 15 to 20%. And you think, well, I don't buy that many parts for my car. Here's where it hits all of us. Right. Your insurance is going to go up yep. because the cars are going to be more expensive. Everyone's insurance is going to go up. And I'm going to tell you right now, I just got a letter from my insurance company. I, have, I currently have Safeco, um, big insurance company in the U.S. And we just got a letter for our 2013 Roadster that our insurance went up 16% Yikes! Because, because the car parts have gotten more expensive and they're more expensive to repair. It, we got a letter that said specifically that's why your insurance is going up 16%. And so my point is, is that if parts prices literally go up across the board, imported car parts, mm -hmm. everybody's insurance is going to go up a lot because insurance companies aren't going to eat that. No. We're going to eat that yeah so this yep. is not this is not good it's it's very very not good for those of us auto enthusiasts you're going to start reading more about this on on major sites like jalopnik um the new york times they're gonna they've got to start covering this because it's it's gonna be bad oh yeah and it's gonna be really bad i'm saying that right now none of us wants to pay more for insurance because of this no. and the the other side the, I'm going to say, you know, people trying to push this through, they're like, listen, we need to bring more jobs to America. We need to buy American products, yada, yada, yada. I get that, but there's got to be a happy medium yep. that is not, you're going to destroy 
all of our you know livelihoods because of this. Think about all the people who work in parts, sales, and everything that are going to be hurt by this. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And I, I I try not to make a political statement here on White Roof Radio, but I'm just saying it's it's starting to mess with us legitimately and go is this the right thing to do i don't know i yeah. can't answer that right now yeah we'll have to uh pretty much sit back and wait and see what happens yep but we're going to keep an eye on this and and see what turns out i'm i'm hopeful that the smart people in the room <laughs> god help us that's congress <laughs> well, oh, Jesus. well um no oh, crap <laughs> <laughs> But here's how we can. Here's how. If this gets to the point, we will try and keep people posted. Yep. The way to the way to change this is to call your representatives, yep. Congress. Like, don't don't send an email. Literally, get the phone numbers and call them and go. I don't think this is right. This is going to affect me. I thought things were going to get better. Right. I thought everything was going to get cheaper. Yeah. Or in March, we're going to have the Million Man Automobile <laughs> Enthusiast Club of, March. You're going to have a lot of pissed off auto enthusiasts. Of, and women are welcome to come. Speaking of, if you guys want some funny in this mix of madness, is you need to check out the Man March hashtag on Twitter. OMG. That's all I know. I'm that's pretty funny. That's it's, very it's funny. really funny stuff. And if you don't have a sense of humor, then honestly, please don't check out the Man March hashtag on Twitter. Yeah. Anyway. Um, let's do, let's take a break. Let's, let me tell you guys about another sponsor really quick. And then we've got a little bit more news I want to talk about, um, before we carry on and finish up. But before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about our friends over at Craven Speed. You guys mind if we did that really quick? Yeah, I think it's great. That'd be awesome. Uh, CravenSpeed.com. Uh, cool stuff for your many other cars too. Of course, I, I know some of you guys don't have minis anymore. Some of you maybe have moved on to, who knows, Fords, Mercedes, whatever. Go check Craven Speed. He's got. They're making stuff for a lot of different brands. Let's stick to mini though, like the stubby antenna. Done. The uh, platypus license plate mount. Alex loves his. And if you live in a state, <clears throat> one of the communist states, where you actually have to have a license plate on the front of your car, you need to get this mount. That way, you don't have to drill holes in your bumper. It improves resale value. Just saying. Just saying. Um, if you have a first gen mini, you still rocking the R53 uh, Mini Cooper S, and you want to make it faster, you're gonna put a pulley in it. Done. Go to Craven Speed. They got the pool you're going to install. Easy peasy. Go over there, check it out. Plus a whole bunch of other things. F56 intake. Um, what else is the cool thing? Platypus slice plate, stubby antenna, flex pod adapter for your phone, especially you Californians who can't even touch your phone while you're driving anymore. Flex pod adapter keeps it up in your face so you can actually see it. It's pretty. Uh, it's easy to install. Works really nice. Even holds the uh, the giant phones like the iPhone six and seven S pluses, the big phones. That's what I have in my car. It works great. Go over there, check all that out, and so much more over at CravenSpeed.com. And if you do go place an order at CravenSpeed.com, please take please take a moment. There's a comment section there. I want you to make sure you say uh, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. They, of course, also one of the other OG sponsors here underneath the White Roof. We really appreciate when you say thanks. And so do they. They, of course, being our friends over at CravenSpeed.com. Go check them out, please. You know, DB, I'm going to follow up on what you said. Like in California, you can't even touch your phone. And many states like that. Texas is like that also. Yeah, Cal- that's brand new for California for 2017. You can't even touch your phone while you're driving now from an understanding. You can't have, well, basically, it's like you can't have your phone in your hand or you can't be touching it. Correct. So here's my, here's my question. I have not used CarPlay in a car, DB. You have. Yes. Let's say you've got CarPlay and it's on the dash. Or let's say, are they going to outlaw that you can't change the radio station by reaching up to the dash? Or you can't change your heat and air conditioning settings by reaching up to the dash to do that because for example i'm assuming carplay is your phone everything's in the dash then uh-huh. you can touch and still control everything well, so here's it's the thing ca- so here's the thing with carplay is you can do it all by voice yeah which is less distracting i guess uh, I, I guess you know it's it's interesting because we've had a nissan rogue in our uh our household for the last uh i'm sorry four or five months it's it's, it's not horrible okay and it's on in all of December, by the way. Yeah. And it's got a touchscreen. It's got the backup cameras. It's got all the bells and whistles. You can do whatever you want to the radio. You can get all your XM stations. You can touch the screen to do whatever you want on that. But you can't input anything in the nav unless you're not moving. Oh, that's any car with the built-in nav, though. Right. You have to use voice command. You have to use today. voice command. Or you have to I don't know if this one has it. It might or might not. We haven't gotten that far into it because we're about to get the 2017 because the 2016s 
too old. But uh, it uh, it's kind of an interesting, uh, you know, watching it. It's like, wow, the passenger can't do that. You can't hit a button that says yeah. the passenger is doing this or whatever. You know, it it just literally locks you out. But the radio, yeah, you can do whatever. You can scroll the stations. You can punch in whatever buttons you got to. It's it's really kind of hit or miss on what you can actually do while you're driving. And, right. you know, that kind of I- continues on down into, like, phone conversations and stuff like that. And, you know, around here, it's, you know, it's city to city or township to township or counties or even it's not even just the whole state, you know. My point is that I think the laws that are there are are very good. I don't think you should be, you know, messing with your phone while you're driving. Don't get me wrong. But I do think they're going to have to adapt the laws a little bit because their technology is changing so quickly. And I'm going to use, I'm going to segue to the example of something that's available on the minis now, and that's the remote start. Right. I think we talked about, may, I don't know if we did talk about this on the show, but remote start is now a retrofit option for your Mini if you have an automatic. Right. Okay. <clears throat> automatic at 56. Yeah, it's really expensive. You're going to end up spending 1500 to $2,000 to put this on your car. And on top of that, I know many municipalities, um, I live in one here. You, it, where you're it, not allowed to actually let your car run in the driveway. It is. It is illegal. If your car yep. is running in your driveway and you are not in it, and yeah, the somebody I fi they will write you a ticket, and it's at least $100, if not $150. Yeah, okay? Somebody just got a ticket here in a, a, a neighboring city the other day. They got a ticket for their car running in the driveway, and it was only a couple of minutes. But literally, it was, you know, frigid temperatures here. And he got a ticket for allowing his car to run in the driveway with the keys in it yeah, because yeah, of, that's ridiculous. quote, unquote, that's private theft. property. It's, you know? well... You say that, but here's the... Yeah, but it, people just it, jump in and take it. Right. It's easy for people to just even break the window out and drive the car. Right. Now, why I'm saying that the law needs to change is because the the way the mini um, remote start works and the BMW one is they install it. And I'm not even going to go into it. We're going to have to save this for a different show because it's pretty absurd. And it involves gluing a key to the inside of the car, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding. It, that is That is... Like that a, is literally glue, what they have to do. You have to, to glue a fob like under the dash. Well, they, so they that would be like a mini approved super glue. They put it in a locked box somewhere in the dash. It's buried deep in the dash, but that's how the car will start. But the point is, what I'm let me get onto the reality of this is, you know, you can make their car remote start and it'll run for up to 20 minutes. But as soon as you open the door, the car shuts itself off, and you have to have a real key to drive the car. So what I'm saying is the reason for this law is now outdated because technology has gone beyond the law and said, no one can steal this car. Yes, it's running in my driveway, so technically it's breaking the law. But the reason for the law, the spirit of the law, is that we're trying to keep cars from being stolen. Well, nobody technically, you can't drive this car because it's got remote start. So what I'm saying is that laws like that, because of technology, are going to have to change because you could challenge that. It's, it's going to have to go to a court to challenge yeah, and go, this make you can't say i can't do this because the reason you say i can't do it isn't possible because it'll take a year and a half or something like that to change though it was gonna take five to ten years <laughs> yeah, i mean it, it really can because i mean there's there's things as i was uh you know figuring out the purchase of this building i was like that's a law like <laughs> really like you know and some of it is income and, and check the soil. What are you talking about? Well, th- th- I mean, there there is that. I mean, because you never know who's going to dump down what. But I mean, I was reading laws about like you're not allowed to have any type of barred yarn animals anywhere near the property except one chicken. You can have one chicken. That's it. Awesome. And, Jeff, but get like, the chicken. Yeah, <laughs> get, get in the shop chicken. But Detroit you know, branded eggs. But uh, it, it is it's very interesting to to read. I mean, if people really wanted to make change, no matter, you know, to get back to the whole political analytics, if you really wanted to make change, you make those changes at your local level right. and it will filter up to your big level, you know, very quickly. So. Uh, and that's where you need to make the changes. Right. Here's the problem is, is they're not going to be able to tell the car is running in a driveway, whether it's got this system, this technology, or it's an old school, you know, a 1990 whatever that somebody can just walk up to Jimmy the door and get in and steal it. So, well, I think it, I think the, the, the current way is the police will go up. And if you uh, open the door, it's supposed to shut off or you try to put it in drive. It shuts off. Right. If it doesn't shut off, then you get a ticket type of thing that I think that's their 
their uh, litmus test you know, really for that. I really don't know how other brand cars handle this, but I know this is the way many BMW handle it. One, I think is a ridiculous thing anyway. Get in, like, just get in your car. You're going to be cold for a few minutes. Right. I mean, I I get it. But, or put it in your garage. But yeah. I don't get it. Put it in your garage. You can always do so. that. All right. Segue to this. I, here's something that we also need to touch on. This was a news story over that a, I think is very important. Is a lot of people were losing their minds. What's that? That the manual transmission was oh. not going to be available on the Cooper S Country. Yeah, we talked about that last week, and, and I posted that. I, I actually asked Twitter. I asked the yeah. USA on Twitter, and they replied, and I think I retweeted the reply. And that's just a temporary thing. Yes, it's just for the beginning. It's coming. Twist. Just relax. Just relax. It's yep. coming. Well, it's we a just want supply to confirm issue. to everybody. It's a supply issue. Exactly. That's just it. it. It will be there. Don't freak out. You're just gonna have to wait. Yeah, and wait. which is good because you're if you have to wait, wait very long, from my understanding, it's like gonna be a month or two. Yeah, but you know what? If you wait till June, you can get CarPlay. See, and you get a manual transmission. So what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Honestly, people. One more. Todd, um, you you got this one. Um, head of BMW Design is leaving? Oh, yeah. Kareem Habib yeah. is uh, he's the head of BMW Design. Right. Like all, all BMW Design. Now, not the head of the whole design group, which is Adrian von Huydonk, but <laughs> head of BMW. I'm sorry. No. I just, I it, it's Huydonk. It just made me laugh every time. I know. And the Germans are going, what's so funny about this? It's funny. So. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, Kareem Habib is, has uh, announced – actually, I don't even think it's official yet, but he's, it was rumor, and then now it was confirmed just this week mm-hmm. that he's leaving BMW Design, which begs the whole question. And Alex brought this up a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He goes, how long have we been now? Six months that the Mini chief of design left, Anders Warming left, right. Mini, and that still no, nobody's been announced for replacement. And the head of the BMW i design division left last year Mm -hmm. just before that so now you have three heads of of bmw uh uh, car products who are gone yeah and it it's leaving the automotive world including us and mr bridger i wish you were here to talk about it scratching our heads going what the hell is going on in in bmw design that's causing everybody to leave a and b what the hell? <laughs> and what are they going to do about it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are they going to do about it? So, because I think for many, they're a little safe because right now, the as far as things being designed, yeah, there's the nothing design, new coming design, out. And yeah, they nothing's have new time. coming out for seven years-ish. No, wait, four, four years? couple. Yeah, there's going to be an LCI, but that's already in the works. Right. But you're right, maybe. Yeah, there's, they've got a little bit of time with Mini. I get that. BMW just came out with a new 5 Series. They've probably got a little bit of time, too, but they've got more products Right. Down the line than Mini does right. that have different varying age cycles. Correct. And it's a bigger deal for BMW. So more to come on this. It's just kind of breaking news and, and it's a little weird. Yeah, we'll have to and get Gabe on to see what he thinks. The article that, that I read, and I think I posted for you guys, was that it and the, the article said, quote, it makes BMW vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll post a link back to the story over at uh, BimmerFile.com, which is a little bit more fanboy than most of you guys like, but I'll post it anyway. Yeah, but it does apply to Mini because we are still without a, a chief of design for exactly. the Mini brand. Craziness. Uh, yeah, but I think that's it. Yes. I believe we are done. Chad, did you have anything else to add to this evening's frivolities? No, I think we, uh, we've covered it quite well. Excellent. I would have to agree. Um, that, of course, our friend Chad Miller of Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Uh, if you happen to have missed the open house that just happened last week, by all means, get yourself to the new shop. Go over there. Check it out. When you go, buy yourself something nice. Book an oil change. Something. Right? You, you need your car needs some kind of a service anyway. You got that Fire annoying p- check engine light is on again. Let Chad take a look at it and fix it for you for crying out loud. Jeez. Or go over to DetroitTune.com and buy yourself something nice. Chad, don't you love the people who like, oh, I had a check engine light and I went to Harbor Freight and I just cleared, the, I just keep clearing the code. <laughs> I put the automatic well, you know, in my car and I just the, keep clearing the code. It's, you know, it's the same way the internet, the phone calls, whatever. It's like, I got a check engine light. What is it? <laughs> the car's going to blow up. Get here quick. Stop, stop driving your car. Well, what do you mean? I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. It could be anything. <laughs> well, what do you think it is? It's stop driving your car. Just don't do it. It and, could and, be and, serious. Know, just and say some that. people really think you're just an a-hole, and then everyone else is like, 
no, you're a funny guy. I got it. You know, it's like, well, I don't know. Like, there's like a thousand codes. It could be anything. Like, really? Like, <laughs> is it driving okay? Well, yeah. Okay, drive it here slowly. I'll read the code. Then we'll come up with a game plan. Like, it's just, you know. Basically, like calling you and going, Chad, I'm holding up a card. What color is it? Yeah. Like, uh, blue, duh. Fastest Freaking color in the I world. <laughs> Anyway. But yeah, it's it's uh we we'd love to help you out. We've got a code reader in uh, in two different languages, Snap-on and Factory, and uh, <laughs> and the Snap-on one's going to cost you twice as much. Yeah, they, they they both cost equally the same amount, and, and uh, you know what? They both work just and equally. You, but as you well. know what's really so, odd? The tool joke is, for all of our mechanic friends. But, but yeah, exactly. You know what, though, Tad, Tad, uh, from what I understand, Chad Snap-on driver has the nicest truck in all of Michigan. Well, actually, uh, we just switched Snap-on drivers. Uh, The last Snap-on truck you'd get on, you'd be like, oh, my God, there's so many toys. And this one is like, why is your truck so empty? (laughs) He's a new guy. Yeah, he's a new guy. guy. Been doing it for 20 years, though. Yeah. No, he's he's super cool. Like, we can can get everything we need. So it's... uh, We've got lots of lots of opportunities at the shop. Uh, you know, we book up fast, but uh, we help you out the best we can. And so. uh, on the website, DetroitTune.com, Chad, you, I'm looking here. You sell a, oh, like a full line of Craven Speed parts. You are also oh, yeah. selling the Dyna, the Dynan uh, Mini Tuning Kit, right? That yeah. anybody can install and on their F car. People don't realize that all as mini vendors, we all talk the same. So I sell the same things that uh, that uh, Aaron sells and and makes, and I he sells the same things that I sell and make. So. We uh, we're all talking back and forth, and we all know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so don't try and price shop us. Boy, we that's... all have, we all have files on those. <laughs> that's customers. creepy. That's really creepy. It's like anyway. the Seinfeld episode where she goes from doctor to doctor, and they all put it in her file. <laughs> <laughs> Every uh, yeah, <laughs> we can't buy that book back. It's been in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's been flagged. Anyway, no, you know it's funny because all of the forums have a special secret forum for all the vendors. Yes, everyone just doesn't know about that. <laughs> I know, I know about it. I think I've been in it once. I don't know. Anyway, go over to DetroitTune.com, check it out, and of course, if you're within you know four hour drive of Chad Shop, you're going to go have him do a lot of your work anyway. That of course. Mr. Chad Miller, DetroitTuned.com. Then I want to also remind you guys about MotoringStripes.com. You know, Todd will make you stripes for your car. Boom. And he'll ship them out to you. You install them. Boom. Not only that, um, the uh, cool MotoringStripes.com hack. If you're looking for the center of delete kit, use the contact form. Send Todd an email. He'll shoot you a quote. Um, Coming up, Todd, how are we coming on the new Countryman boot protector strip? Um, I'm sorry, the the Clubman. Yeah. Um, Do you have a hard time with the material still? Here's here's the thing you should edit out of it because I can oh. leave this in really. I have uh, uh, now made a deal to sell everything I can make. Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you how or why or whatever. Okay. But, but until I get uh, uh, caught up with my uh, major <clears throat> uh, uh, deal on this, yeah, is I don't want to I don't want to put it on there and go. All right, I can't get it to you. I can't get it to you. So we will get caught up. It will get there, but um, yeah, we've been. So this sounds it. like. So this sounds like this might be another contact form hack. Uh, yeah. Just send me a message, and yeah. and I'll try and hook you up. But for now, time to, time to hire a minion. You know, it, like like Chad says. Also, it's it's hard to put a product online for sale that you can't provide yeah. because uh, you you just like everything is sold and you can't keep up with it. So I'd rather not put it up and go. Oh, it's sold out. It's sold out. It's sold out. It's it's gonna get there, but it's still gonna. Right. It's so popular, and this is what sucks about it is I wish there was something I could do to go. No, we have an unlimited supply of this, but uh, it's coming. I'm doing everything I can to work deals and make deals, and uh, right here, made in America, people. That's right, making America. <laughs> Don't tax me thirty five percent, Donald Trump. It's 30. made in America. <laughs> Easy there, Turbo. Hey, also guys, um, if you are near Philly, Philly, Philly Mini Club members. Todd's already planning 2017 Vinyl Day. So check yes. out the forum. Check out the Philly, uh, Philly Mini Facebook page. Um, for And keep an eye on that for uh, more information. And Todd will get you hooked up. If you're interested in getting that done, um, by all means, do it that way. And if you can't make it to Philly, well, then, heck, motoringstripes.com. Go over there. Check it out. Blank is boring. Duh. That's it. Okay. Easy. Um, what else? I can shout out one more thing. Because you, you guys are diehards. You're still listening. Right? Um, yeah, we're going to be done. You can go check out Ride Bikes Radio. That's a new show Brian Dallas and I have been doing. Uh, episode number 20 coming up pretty soon. We talk about bicycles and beer for about 30 minutes every other week. It's a lot of fun if you're interested in bicycling. And not the crazy 
$10,000 carbon fiber pedal bicycles, but the actual going out and riding bikes. Come on over to Ride Bikes Radio. Listen, give us a listen. I think you might enjoy it. Anyway. But we are done this week. <clears throat> uh, oh, I want you to check out the show notes. And there, you're going to see a very fine image of a GP2. That was submitted by our man, Paul. He posted that to our Facebook page. And because he posted it to the Facebook page, I'm using it as the show art. You want your mini to be featured on the White Roof Radio show art? You know what you do? You do an at reply to us on Twitter or Instagram, or you upload it to the Facebook page. Not a competition. If you do it, I'm going to use it for the show art. I probably missed a couple in the, pa- in the past, so it is kind of a competition because I might miss it. But anyway, do it, do it anyway. Just tag us at, at, uh, at White Roof Radio on Instagram or on Twitter, or upload it to the Facebook page. And it's going to be show art eventually. Better pictures win, too. Of course, don't take a picture with, like, your BlackBerry. Get some that's kind of high-res for me, will you? Awesome. Thank you very much. Because uh, we don't like using stock photos or press photos for show art. Who, who still has a BlackBerry? You never know. The Canadians. They're weird. They go to business, like, 10 years ago? Yeah. No, they're still in business. Yeah, they're, I think they're still in business. In fact, they're oh, making, they're making, the, they're making the, the head units for CarPlay, dude. <laughs> don't all the mini executives have BlackBerries? Oh, sweet. Something like that. The U.S. government still use BlackBerry? Somebody still use BlackBerry. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. You can still post a Twitter on a BlackBerry. 40404. Anyway, um, but that's it for this week, gang. Uh, as always, uh, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any concerns, by all means, click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us. Feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, gang, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya.